Welcome back to the Alumni Podcast. Joining us today is Misericordia alumnus Adam Grzech. Hey Adam, how you doing? Great Leilani, good to be here. Wonderful. Well, we want to talk about a little bit about your, your post-Misericordia career. Tell us what you're, you're doing with yourself. Sure. Uh, since graduation in 2017, I uh, now am employed by Keystone Automotive. Uh, currently, um, myself and my wife, uh, alumnus 2014, we live in Dallas, Texas, and I'm the director of operations for the logistics warehouse out of our Flower Mound location. And it, it sounds like you, you've, you've done quite a transition from Dallas, Pennsylvania to Dallas, Texas. It's definitely been an adjustment. Uh, over the last two years, um, I've relocated from Dallas, Pennsylvania to Dallas, Georgia, and now I live in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> and you have recently been appointed as our alumni board president. Yeah, it's it was something that I was not expecting, but super looking forward to the challenge and the... Um, the ability to bring my spin and my uh, direction to the board that has really done a lot over the last few years. And tell us a little bit about how you see your future on the board and the future of the board. I think most of it comes down to participation. Um, I think the misconception that our alumni have is that the only thing that the alumni department needs or wants is the dollar bills, but that's quite contraire. Um, we're really looking for the involvement of our alumni from just graduating in May to people who have graduated 50, 60 years ago. Uh, we're really looking for that engagement, and I'm looking to be able to increase the engagement from our former alumni to bring them back on campus to uh, do different events and really reconnect people to this university um, for the people who make it great. And, and you, were, you were here for convocation, and our speaker, uh, gra alumna, graduate, uh, Vera Cornish, what, do, what did you think of her today? Uh, Vera, she was the star of the show. She has a, a personality that's louder than any room you can put her in. That's, thank God we had the uh, convocation ceremony outside. Um, she just brings so much energy and uh, desire. I think the main message she was looking to give to all of our incoming uh, first-year students was that they really charter and take over their life because uh, Vera being somebody who really took a um, a, a situation in, uh, about where she felt she never really talked about career and stuff with her family but she was able to go to grow leaps and bounds upon her wildest dreams and that was her message that her being a, a very um, influential person to come from Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania and really turn herself and, and become something that she would have never thought from the beginning she came from to turn her career into her higher education and she just is full of life and really gave the message to our first year students that they can really do anything they put their minds to but it starts today. I, I had the, uh, the grand opportunity of meeting her at a previous alumni event and uh, she had shared that it, part of her, her success is because of her Misericordia experience. How has your Misericordia experience helped you in your career? I can't begin to thank um, the Misericordia community and the university for the gifts that I've been given to be able to grow my career. Um, everybody from all other four-year institutions or other colleges, they get the 
job knowledge, and I think Ms. Ricordi does a fantastic job here, but what most people don't talk about is the soft skills and the community that you, that Ms. Ricordi gives to people. Um, I can't tell you how many opportunities or doors have opened up to me just for embracing the four charisms of the university and being able to stand out from people who are very equivalent to me in terms of education, but that soft skills and the ability to show mercy and to, uh, uh, to have a aura of hospitality um, and to constantly never ask what, what's in it for me and given that selfless service, that those charisms instilled upon me gave me a leg up off of other people um, from competing institutions and I think that is what's made my career so successful in the short couple years I've been out of my master's degree to be able to grow and to really get a leg up over everyone else. And I know, Adam, you, you've been, you were, as a student, very active on campus with campus ministry and service. Uh, do, you, do you still participate in service opportunities now beyond Misericordia? Yeah, um, I was got the, um, this last relocation to Texas, I really got to take the building over and really um, as the director of operations, um, I got to instill upon my values on, on my managers and my supervisors and my team and really be who I am around them and get them to rally about those things. So, for example, um, we're coming up to back to school in Texas and we're doing a uh, back to school drive with all of our associates and managers where we're trying to collect as much as we can to give to our local uh, school district. And that's something that I, I feel is super important and it gives, um, and my associates and my employees have really latched on to that service and it makes the job larger than just the job. It's a place they enjoy to be. And I can thank all of that to my Misericordia education. And how, is, how has your wife adjusted to your several transitions at this point? Uh, I can't say it was easy, um, but seeing um, the fruits of the success that I've had and her own successes, um, the challenges and adversities have really made us stronger and pushed us to continue to do better. Um, if it wasn't for those relocations and to be able to share that Misericordia vibe and that Misericordia culture with different aspects of the world, you realize that Every place isn't Dallas, Pennsylvania, but there's no reason why you can't bring that to other places and make other places better because of it. Now, you get back to campus often, obviously. You have the ability to, to travel and you have family close by. For those alumni who aren't able to get back to campus, what are some different ways that they can engage with Misericordia? So the beauty part is, and, and I'm a good example, um, I, like I said, I live in Dallas, Texas. I am fortunate enough to travel back every now and then to visit family or, or have the means to be able to come back. But there's so much more ways to, to do that. Um, the Alumni Services Department has so much ability to give you introductions to uh, different people and alumni in your area that, hey, maybe you can't always make it back to Dallas, Pennsylvania because you live in, for example, Atlanta, Georgia. You, there's so many alumni in different corners of this country that you can get together and create that personality in that group so far away from home with still getting that home feeling being somewhere else. 
Um, there's also plenty of stuff going on on social media. Uh, this podcast is an example. Um, there's another segment coming up shortly that I hope uh, will get rolled out soon that we're really excited about. Um, and there's also obviously the um, being a coming a class agent and helping us contact those who may have distanced themselves from Misericordia and try to invite them back. There's many other ways, and unfortunately, there's not enough. There's so many ways that I can't talk about in this segment, but you feel free to reach out to Leilani Augustine or anybody else in alumni services, and they'll be able to get you in touch with the way you can help out the most. Well, Adam, thank you for everything and all that you're doing, and we, we hope to see what you're going to do for us on the alumni board and the successes that you and the board members will have in this upcoming year. And uh, thank you for joining us today on our I podcast. I really appreciate it. It was my pleasure. Thank you.